That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome to this week's in-person edition of the Ghost Goal Podcast preview show. I'm Alex, here with Javier. I was swinging, Howdy. Was swinging by your place uh, just to hang out after work. And, you know, we thought, why not just, uh, since Andrew's out anyway, why not just do the pod in person the two of us it's been a while so i honestly can't remember the last time we did one of these in person yeah it's been it was at your old place in arlington yeah it's uh, been a long time so this it, should be fun we, yeah. we need to do a few <laughs> more of these uh yeah we'll, we'll try and try and get guests in person that's that's always a bit more fun uh to actually sit down and have these conversations face to face but we've got another interesting week in the premier league coming up this weekend uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Andrew. He couldn't make it on this week, and I don't think we'll be able to make it on next week. But but he one of his predictions correctly landed last week. The uh, Liverpool plus 3.5 uh, or 3.5 goals or over in the Liverpool-Arsenal game. Uh, and he's, he's going back to uh, tried and true tested waters this week. Yeah, I don't know if I like – I don't know if I like these like – Plus one twenty four, plus one twenty eight bets. He sent us in two bets this week because he couldn't make it, and I'm just gonna throw those out here at the beginning, and we'll get into ours a little bit later. But uh, the, the first one's West Ham against Norwich, uh, Saturday, I believe at ten a.m. It's gonna be that's one of the it's an interesting mid table matchup. Uh, he's got three point five goals, the over on that for plus one twenty four. So probably not huge winnings if that lands for you. But yeah, I like that one though. I definitely like that one. It's just guaranteed to be a wide open attack. Yeah, I mean game. like Pookie's going to score, and then West Ham are going to score a couple goals. So I mean, I could see it being like two one. But yeah, I mean just the way that Norwich have left themselves open at the back, and the way that West Ham like to play, especially at home. Yeah, I could see the three point five. The other one I'm is not Everton sure about Wolves. the. I'm not sure about the Everton Wolves one. Everton Wolves is just kind of like these are two good teams that you think should be able to score against each other. Yeah, I just think that they like like they're going to probably score on each other, but I don't think it's going to be like a swashbuckling back and forth game. Yeah, Andrew has the over on two point five goals in the game. So that's not, yeah. I mean, it's only it's only you someone only wins two one, right? Someone wins two one, and it's so yeah, maybe maybe. I, I, I'm, they're safe bets, but like you got to go a little bit riskier. Take a little bit more risk, and yeah. honestly, I can't. Really, I honestly can't really talk because mine's on the low side as well. But we'll get to that eventually. Let's start with the top six clashes. Just quickly hitting on a few of them. Southampton, Manchester United will start the weekend Saturday at seven thirty a.m. United obviously are coming off that home loss to Crystal Palace last week, while Southampton bounced back from their first two losses with a win at Brighton. Southampton, like at least showing a little bit of signs that they're coming to, uh, they're starting to like realize their talent a little bit more. Uh, it was a, obviously a slow start to the season, uh, but I kind of like their chances at home against United. Like we saw them for large spells of that Liverpool game a couple weeks ago, be the aggressor, especially yeah. in the first half. Like they could have been one or Chay two Adams, goals ahead. I mentioned him in the last pod, uh, he, or a couple pods ago, but he he looked really good. I thought in that game and still hasn't scored. Still though. hasn't scored, but I think this is this might it's be the coming. game to do it. Right, like all, everyone else has done it. Yeah. Joe Ellington, Holler, 
Everyone's been getting their goals. He's to be fair. He's probably looking at like Abraham. No, this, Malpai, this week, the guys this week, who were in yeah, the championship this week it's, last it's, year. It's uh, Nicholas Pepe's and uh, and the Che. Adams. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they're, well, they're we'll both definitely scoring. get to that one. Obviously, the big game of this weekend is the North London Derby, which we'll cover closer to the end. But the main thing opening up the uh, chance for Southampton to to get a positive result here at home against uh, United is that it was announced, I think, earlier today, uh, Thursday, that Anthony Martial is going to be out this week after picking up an injury uh, in, in, in last week's loss. Would you call him injury-prone at this point? I feel like this is kind of a recurring theme every year. He gets into form, scores a few goals, gets hurt, and then you don't see him for a month or two, and see, then he doesn't come back as good. I wouldn't refer to him necessarily as injury-prone. It's definitely like an aspect that you're aware of. Like He can get, he can get injured. He's like a flair player. He's not like a big physical player. Yeah, he does get like his ankles clipped a lot, right? Uh, which I feel like for most players of that uh, of that ilk, it's that's kind of uh, par for the course in terms of the number of injuries they get from just naturally being like the most talented player usually and having opposition defenders just kick them up and down a field to try and put them off. It's actually one of the things that made me like Eden Hazard the most because he wasn't that injury prone and he got kicked more than anyone. But I, I, the thing that like I dislike or I've come to dislike more about Anthony Martial is that he goes through these long streaks where you say he's a streaky player and he does turn it on for streaks of games where he just seems unstoppable. But then he can equally just have like a 10 game period where he just does nothing and he's healthy. He's playing. I, I don't know about I don't, I don't know about that. I don't I, I've seen games him do where like he's, I've, I've he's seen him like do 90 he's, minutes and like consistently you know game after game and that he hasn't been scoring or assisting i feel like when he plays consistently like multiple games in a row especially like if he has a preseason um there were there's just times where like i just remember last year there was a time i think i think he scored five games in a row yeah and no, that's what i'm talking about that's what he does i mean he goes on streaks. yeah he goes on streaks but i'm saying but then he got hurt that's why it wasn't that he like kept playing and then he stopped scoring. Sure. So i think most of the time it, it it's it's the injuries that have been impeding him so far in his career he's still young Still a very young player, and how big of an impact does this have for their chances this weekend, though? Because they're pretty, they're pretty threadbare now. With uh, well, Alexis I do, gone I do like Mason Greenwood, though. We've we've talked. We about all him do, but you're yeah. going away in the Premier League, and you're starting an 18 year old who has had I maybe think three or four. He's going to have Jesse Lingard. He's going to have Rashford around him. He's looked super confident when he's played. I don't know. I think I, I think you take the gamble if you're LA. I don't know how this has gone over our head, but have you seen recently that uh, Jesse Lingard hasn't scored or assisted since yeah, the month like of December? Yeah, like 20 games, something like that. No, since the month of December. Yeah, something like 20 games. In any really. competition. Right. That, <laughs> like, And before that, he hadn't scored for like an equally long amount of time. Like He just did all of his goals and, and assists in December of 2018, and then it's just fallen off the face of a cliff. Right. I remember then. he scored. He got like two goals and an assist or something against Arsenal in that, in that time frame, and then he's kind of fallen off a little bit since then. I mean, his work rate... You know, he's young. He's got creativity. time to... No, he's not young anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's that's but the his, actual joke where right. people just go, dude, he's 27. He is not young anymore. Stop yeah. saying that. Because he keeps dancing after he scores goals. But I mean, I think the the whole Pogba Rashford thing they 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 got to sort it out. And, it, and again, it affected them in this la- in the last week, missing another penalty. They've had three penalties in the first three games. Um, I mean, there can't be another one this game, can there? Of course, there it, can. It, it'd be like a streak. VAR, anything's possible. Don't you think that'd be a? But, don't, do you think that no, might be think, a record I, if they get four penalties? It's in some a row kind, like this? It, it might be some kind of record. But I also, like I said, on the I don't repeat myself too much, but on the recap pod. I was just saying how that seems to be like their their favorite strategy is just get those pacey, like tricky players into the box and get them to take advantage of their speed and try to win penalties that way. 
which in the age of VAR, and it's shown it's worked in terms of its like application of of winning penalties. They just haven't had a consistent enough taker who's been able to put them away in big moments. So yeah, I mean, I would, we should look up the, uh, the the chances of a of a penalty to be given in the in, in this one. Oh yeah, that, I feel like. I feel like there's there's prop bets for like penalty to be given in this game and just bet it every week on United because that's just what they're trying to do. Um, I'm not going to be ballsy enough to uh, actually pick Southampton to beat United, but I, I think it's one to keep an eye on. Uh, I think they sure. could get a draw. Yeah, I think they could get a draw. Uh, we'll, we'll skip score predictions for this one. We've got plenty of score predictions later. Uh, let's jump to Chelsea and Sheffield United, uh, the first of the 10 a.m. games we're going to talk about. Chelsea, of course, are coming off that 3-2 win at Norwich. My reverse jinx worked. It wasn't actually reverse jinx. I, I was really worried about that Norwich game, and we didn't get to talk yeah, about that it. That looks like a hard place to go anywhere. Any, anytime points, someone goes in the Premier League, there it's going to be they're hard. They're going to take points off of one of you, United, or Tottenham there this season. I, one of those I'm three sure. teams is going like, to sure. drop points there and have a frustrating day where they just concede three or four. And they're that good. And I think at that point, though, they might have Faramon starting and I'll have a better goalie in there than Tim Krul because I, I, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of him starting right now. I think when they eventually get off of Tim Krul, they might evolve into an even better team. Uh, they also don't have uh, – I think it's Zimmerman, the defen- the center back. They've been playing uh, Grant Hanley next to Godfrey. Uh, okay. He's and not he's terrible. To... But gotcha. he's actually He is really terrible. bad. Godfrey is excellent. But he's not their preferred center back. Okay. It's like well, German player that they bought from Dortmund's B team or something. And he was great for them last year in the championship. So, uh, but enough of Norwich. My point about Chelsea for last week is that, I'm trying to recall what exactly I did say previewing that game, but it was something along the lines of, uh, Norwich are such a good attacking team that Chelsea are going to concede goals to them. Like maybe probably two. And that could end up coming to fruition. The only way that I thought we uh, we could win was if something just clicked for us offensively. And my, my case for that not happening was that we hadn't shown it so far this season. We'd been pretty stagnant offensively and that, that we just have that explosion from uh, Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount and a really good overall performance over the 90 minutes. So that, that makes me more uh, confident, obviously, going into this home game with Sheffield that we will win. But there is still that doubt in the back of my mind that makes me think... Is there is there just a drop off? Do we just underestimate? Is Ingolo back for this game? He might not be. I think I think if Ingolo is not back, then you guys could maybe struggle. Just Ingolo didn't play against Norwich. They have a little bit and of Kovacic a. Was one of the best players on the field. Even they, they they like to attack Sheffield. I mean they um, they're capable of both. They're they're really a uh, an interesting team to watch. It like, looks like they're not going to be easy to beat. Um, well, this is the first like real litmus. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how they do. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how um, if if they can frustrate you guys, if they can keep the game close. I think Chelsea are going to win too. But yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's not going to be as cut and dry as maybe some people think. I think it's going to be a three-one personally. I could um, see it. Yeah, maybe two-one if we're just wasteful, which is always a chance. Yeah, but that's I can, not I can always see Tammy going back to being wasteful. Maybe getting a goal, but like getting two or three chances that he should have scored, and 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 only getting one goal. Sure, he's not going to score two goals every week. Mason Mount 22. is definitely playing. He's back, of course. Yeah. Okay. The injury was just a knock, but that, we're all worried for fantasy. Dude, that's how you know Mason Mount is legit. It's not just the two goals in two straight, or the goal in two straight games. It's uh, the fact that in the second half, the only thing Norwich could do when they were defending him was they just tried to kick him as much as possible. Like, Godfrey right. should have been they sent injured off. him. Godfrey really should have been sent off from from VAR for he just did a basic outright stamp on Mason Mount. Yeah, that was that was really really bad. So I mean, 
big, more big things to come. I'm guessing like Pulisic is kind of quietly uh, coming into his own a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm going to say three-one uh, Chelsea over Sheffield this weekend, but it's it's not a uh, done and dusted thing. So I wouldn't just judge Sheffield off of uh, the the lack of like star players you would rec- necessarily recommend or recognize in that team. Um, so the the other the other ten a.m. game is uh, probably yeah, it's going to be more fun to watch. We're all watching the Man City Brighton game for sure. For sure, except for the Chelsea fans, but like everyone else will be watching Man City Brighton because we know there's going to be goals in that one. It's going to be, be fun, goals, exciting, but it won't be a contest. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. So, oh, oh, right, yeah, Chelsea Sheffield will be a contest. Yeah, like that's what I'm are, saying. You guys are shit, and I, like I, I'm saying, I, I was, I was thinking they're probably going to show the City Brighton game. Get the fuck out of here! They're like, probably going to show that on TV as the 10 a.m. game. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I, I don't think they're going to show the Sheffield. Although they love Chelsea in America, so maybe exactly. Pulsick is the he's the. They're going to be like, all right, well, uh, the 10 a.m. game, guys. Well, Man City or Pulisic, Pulisic. We have to watch Pulisic. It's uh, and, every, and then there's they'll, they'll promo him and like show him and they'll be like, every th- promo is him no, no, walking no, into the stadium. Like, or like uh, guys, we have a, a two hour build up to the game uh, and they're just like yeah, it's just like the, the first hour is all about right. what Christian Pulisic ate for breakfast this morning. We're uh, going through <laughs> we Pul- follow him Pulisic's game Pulisic's day routine life at Chelsea. You're just like what? It's like he's not starting today, but. You know, he's the star player. Uh, I, I I don't know if I can excuse Frank Lampard uh, in this situation to, here. To think of the cheek of some American fans when uh, Mason Mount started the first game. We'll get to Man City in a second. <laughs> when Mason Mount started the first game and Pulisic was on the bench, there were a bunch of American-based Chelsea fans who just like went off about how, admittedly, Pulisic had a bunch of experience playing in the Champions League for Dortmund, pl- playing at a higher level than Mount has ever played in his life. Yeah. But all the English-based fans were saying, Mount's better than Pulisic. He's better than him. Like, he just is. And all the American-based uh, fans were like, what? You're crazy. Pulisic is way better than Mason Mount. Now you can like, see them like play together. Mini- yeah, and Mount's like, I mean, he's definitely been better. better. He's yeah. been better, like, so Mount's far. Mount's probably better. But Pulisic can definitely we'll Yeah, Pulisic. Yeah, let's see. But that Man City-Brighton uh, game, I have it in my head that Man City always destroy Brighton, but you raised a good point before we started recording that it's – at least in the scoreline, it's looked closer in those games. Like it's never been like an outright. It's always been kind out. of like a frustrating day for City, where they 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 should blow the team out, but like the low block. So don't captain any City players this weekend. This oh, I'm captaining Sterling. Okay, but uh, so but that's because I think this matchup and you know the last one where they were trying to get wins at the end of last season to stay up, they lost four one and. They were up, but they were also – it was the last day of the season. Oh, they were safe. City right. won but the, won the, the way Graham Potter plays now, I mean I don't think he's going to try and go to City to, to, to attack and win, but – No, no. He will. He might, but no, if no, he that's, does that, he'll he get plays. torn up. The, I, I think it's going to be a, uh, a thumping because Brighton aren't playing this uh, defensive low block anymore. They're playing – I mean they're not necessarily like gung-ho with it, trying to like enact like a high press every single time. But they're looking to do that and initiate that like for longer periods in games than they ever did under Chris uh, Hewton. So uh, I think that leads to a good amount of goals for City where, you know, the, you know, if you're Liverpool or one of the, the better teams that's been running that press with better players for a longer period of time, you stand some chance to kind of like stifle City. But if you're Brighton like three or four games into it, coming off a loss against Southampton, I'm pretty sure they're going to end up losing like I think, 4 or 5-1. I think City are going to have a little bit of a weakness in set pieces this year, so maybe like a dunk or a Duffy goal. <laughs> sure. I, I, They've got a lot of Brighton big fuckers on one Brighton. Or maybe two. Glenn I Murray. Like. They've got a lot of big fucks who are bigger than everyone else on City. 
City are kind of a small team now. We got Rodri. Yeah, but he's kind Laporte. of like an oafy fuck. Laporte's not that tall. He's like six foot, six one maybe. I think he's a bit taller than that. Nah, he's not that tall. He's just slender. And then Stones is slender also. Like you, you look at him. And they have Otamendi. Otamendi can be he's like a six big six foot or like five yeah, eleven. He's, he's wide. He's big. Argentine yeah, he's, eating a lot of steak. Big, big jacked fucker. Right. <laughs> they, they have players they can throw out there to like counteract that. But yeah, the, Brighton will probably grab one or two. Is that one of the score predictions for this week? No, it is not. But what, like, what, like score no, line it would is. you say? It is. Uh, the, the oh, first Man one. City, Brighton. You're going four one also. Yeah, I'm going four one. Okay, we'll uh, run through them all at the end, but we'll hit on them uh, briefly as we talk about the games. The final game of Saturday is at 12.30 p.m. Uh, Burnley will host Liverpool. God, they didn't really put many good games on uh, on Saturday, did they? There's other games. I just didn't put them up in our dock. I just put the ones I wanted to hit Yeah, on. yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, they should have they 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 spread the good teams out on... They're, they're trying to get days. Arsenal back into the rhythm of playing on Sundays after having played like Thursdays. Oh, you know? so, Europa, that's true. Yeah, they don't want uh, you guys. They don't want you guys getting comfortable with playing on Saturdays. Uh, so that, was good, your... that was a good flip, Alex. Okay, well, like that. well done. <laughs> but yeah, Burnley Liverpool. Uh, one of the reasons Andrew uh, was like, "I don't have to come onto this pod. I'm busy with work anyway." Oh, we're gonna uh, destroy. We've got them. Burnley this right. weekend. What's uh, I was also like, that? I don't. I don't know if that's just like an easy. Burnley win. started the season well. Yeah, Barnes God. Actually, Barnes, four goals. One goal behind uh, Pookie and uh, Sterling, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He's in there for the golden boot. And he, he's playing confidently. I hate the guy. He's a dirty bastard. He's pretty dirty. And he's an absolute menace to play against. He looks like he's so full of confidence. Yeah. He's like, he, I am God. He looks like he's at the absolute peak of his powers. Right. And like the, the goal against Wolves last week. Ashley Barnes, who was up with Burnley in the 2014-15 season, and basically was just like a a forward version of Joey Barton. Like he <laughs> would not have had the confidence to take that, shit that out take of that players. on and try no. and score that. He would have like collected the ball, like tried to play someone else in or like won a foul or something. Yeah, definitely. And now he's just hammering in like low lasers from like 20, 30, 25 How old yards is he, like, out. 29, 30? He's in his late twenties, yeah. He's just he's a Vardy. He's a late bloomer. Yeah. Having sure. his uh his career year. It, in the, all of twenty nineteen, I think he has something like twelve goals. He's one of the. He's one of in the top five scorers in the he's, Premier League. He's playing, in 2019. he's playing well. He's Burnley's standout performer so far this season, so, uh, undoubtedly. But do we give them any chance of even a draw here at home against Liverpool? I thought about it. I was like, because they. I mean, don't Liverpool always dominate Burnley? Burnley, I think Burnley have won once. I think against Liverpool, but every other time, I yeah, think. I'm pretty sure Klopp has not never lost. It was before Klopp. Yeah. I think it was like 2015. Klopp has had a good record against them. But it's, al- it's always been, especially away, it's been like close games, like 1-0, 2-1. Yeah, it's always like close, that. right? It's always but then tense. again, Manchester City have games like that with Burnley. Burnley away where... Everybody does. Yeah, it's Burnley away. They're the new Stoke. <laughs> like, For sure. You look at Turf Moor on the on the calendar, you're like, oh man, we have to play at the Emirates then, Anfield then. Oh, we have to play at Turf Moor. Oh, God. So I mean, it's it's props to them, but I'm 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 not gonna I'm I'm not making predictions this week, but I'm I wouldn't put that much confidence in a Burnley positive result. What, nah. are, you, what, are, you, what are you gonna go because you're uh, uh, it's part of your picks of the week, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do two one Liverpool. Okay. If Allison was back, I'd probably say two 0 but I think they might concede a dumb goal. Well, no, another stat that I saw that popped up was that Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet against Burnley away under Klopp. Like they always. 
concede. Yeah, and Burnley are just so so menacing at home with their set pieces that when they have the crowd behind them, right. you know all their players are just getting hyped up like, fuck you up! And then they, just, they always get a header or some <laughs> some stupid bullshit FIFA goal where they just, you know, tap it into the, after no, like a scramble in the, the box initial, and someone elbowed it's you. It's the initial header off the set piece that the goalkeeper saves. Oh, right. And puts then it, it bounces, back into the right. six-yard box and then Barnes cleans it up or something. But yeah, we'll move over to Sunday uh, after that. The uh, Everton Wolves game will get us started at 9 a.m. on Sunday. A uh, Another best of the rest clash. We had Wolves-Leicester to start the season. Yeah, uh, neither of these guys have started great. Jimenez finally got goal scoring. Everton, they need someone to start scoring some goals. Sigurdsson's not doing it. Moiskeen. Remind me of the stat, the Sigurdsson stat compared to Iwobi. Yeah, in his first three games, Sigurdsson played all ninety minutes of those three games. Uh, he, got, he got subbed off for Iwobi in the th- in the third game. Oh, okay. And Iwobi the came game. on in the third game, and in thirty minutes, he completed more passes with the rest of his teammates than to the front three specifically. He completed more passes to the front three players. I think it was just his entire team, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was the front three. Okay, it was the like front it, three. The focus was that Sigurdsson has not been a good creator okay. and uh, basically central like creative influence for all those other solid forward players. You know, Bernard, Richarlison. Yeah, but Richarlison's apparently just been dog shit at the beginning of the season, which I haven't been watching Everton too much. But he's not been quiet. Like, he looks like he's... He's I mean, giving he's always 100% like that. effort. He always does he, that. He, it's just not coming off. At he point. has this in his in like in right now so far in, in his, his career. In his first two Premier League seasons at Watford and Everton, he started the season off amazingly, scored right. in like each of his first. You like think two he's or just he's going to go on a run at some at point. some point? But you know, the Everton have other issues they're trying to sort out. Whether it's hey, defensively, if or if Iwobi keeps playing well, maybe he'll keep him out of the team. Iwobi got his the, first. The point goal I'm trying start. to make is that Iwobi, they might want to consider playing him in this game. Oh, definitely, he's starting. He just scored a, again on his first start and looked really good coming on. I, I'm pretty sure that they need a, a new spark. He's been trying something new every game, and yeah, Iwobi's definitely going to start this game, and it could be a reason why. But I don't think like Iwobi is going to be a reason why like Wolves are going to have trouble with Everton, you know. Well, the main they've, reason they've why they the might before. have trouble with Everton is because they just came off a Thursday night game, admittedly at home against Torino uh, that was played today. They beat them 2-1 and went through to the Europa League uh, group stage on that. But it's still a game against a European team on a Thursday night. And we saw them come out kind of sluggishly against Burnley last weekend after having Did they play Turin their full before. team? Because they were up 3-1 from the first leg in Torino. They were up 3-2 from 3-2. the first leg. 3-2, okay. Um, that's no, Jimenez, so really, Jimenez really scored good. the opener. So I don't know about the rest of the team, but Jimenez was starting yeah. and scored the opener for them. So I'm just saying keep an eye. It's an away trip to Everton. I just want to make the point before we move on. If Everton wants to have us consider them as like one of the serious candidates for being like the best of the rest, that team that can push Chelsea or United or Arsenal to like break into top six, then they should win this game. Like considering all those factors, they're at home. Wolves are coming off a game. Everton definitely three, should. Three they, they need before. a big result. They from haven't had point, one yet. From their point of view, they're just like, okay, this is one of our rivals for that top six place getting into Europa League. Uh, let's go out and beat them. They're kind of run ragged a little bit. They've played four more uh, competitive games this season than we have with the Europa League qualifying. Let's go out and beat them. But uh, it's not it's not going to be an easy one. I, d- I doubt Wolves will uh, make it an open game that everything can just score willy-nilly. I think Wolves will be like pretty happy with the draw, probably. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of been how they've decided to manage this opening part of the season. Focus their resources on Europa League, and then in league games, just try to manage the results, not get blown out, 
and just try and nip because they're nip not draws. they're not going to get top four and they're not going to break into the top six this year. I'm pretty sure they know that with Europa. They haven't added like that many more players to the squad. They're definitely deeper than last year, and they have a bunch of players now on loan that are like doing well in the championship. Um, Helder Costa and Ivan Cavallero. Yeah. So that that's the sign of a team that's growing up, becoming bigger, and you know expanding its its arms and its reach. But I don't think they're ready to to mount a uh, top four. I mean, what Lester did was such precisely, a freak of nature. Precisely what I said was in the preview. It was such a crazy, Abby. crazy thing, right? Because like, everyone was like, oh, well, the, the season after Lester won, I mean, they did lose N'Golo. They kept Mares for a year, two years, right? Yeah, but they they should have, um, I don't know. It, 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 they, they, they would basically They had a need, huge drop-off after that. And would, it's like, it's pretty... basically need Ruben Neves... Raul Jimenez and Diogo Jota to have like Conte, Vardy, and Mara's like influences, right, which like isn't going to happen. Crazy seasons, maybe yeah. for two of them because they're youngish, but that's not going to happen. Like maybe Cutrone could grow into like that kind of. Star I could player. see in two or three years them pushing, getting maybe seventy points, seventy-one or seventy-two points in like a couple of years. Just you know, thinking of point-wise, getting to the point where they miss top four sure. by like two or three points, and everyone was like, "Wow, this Wolves team and everything." And then they buy Zhao Felix to uh, really announce themselves on the on the well, world stage. That's just like crazy, right? They're just like, "We're the new Man City." Bow before every us. Portuguese player will be will have first dibs on forever. Um, but yeah, let's move on from that game to the big game of the weekend, the North London Derby, uh, Sunday, eleven thirty a.m. It's a Nico Pepe time. It's, uh, well. Obama, Nico, Laka, does, we smash does, them. That's just it. Because last week we said that there's, there's no, no Dumbelli, you told th- me, right? There's no way that Unai wouldn't start all three of Pepe, uh, yeah. Obama, and Lacazette. I, 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 I didn't do it. No, but like I kind of get his reasoning just in the sense that like he wanted to maintain some sort of possession. It didn't work. It didn't work. But like I get his idea behind it, you know? It's just I'm um, – yeah, I'm like, I think it's gonna be. It's very, the thought that counts. Is yeah, that, it's the thought that counts. It was a good. It was a good try. Or not. Results don't matter. It's the thought that counts. I agree with you that like theoretically, he should shift the approach for a home game against Tottenham. You know, throw away listeners, whatever your opinion. Oh, so you know, Lacazette's just gonna be like, boss. You saw, I, I was yeah. dominant when I came on, and all the fans they love right. me and. I, boss, I'm even, amazing with Nico Pepe. Even something and Unai's just going to be like, all right, all right. I'm even something as simple three. as, boss, it's Spurs at home. I have right, to start. I have to play. <laughs> like, I'm one of your I best destroy players. them. Right, he's got to play them. He's got to play Torreira. Torreira raped them. But then there's a domino all right, effect. So I need to see, I need to see, I need to see. Here's what I want. Gwendo drops to the bench. And I want Willock, Torreira, Shaka. No. Wow. So you think it's got to be Gwendo, Willock, Torreira? No, I think Ceballos has to play in. Oh, Ceballos, uh, Ceballos, Ceballos. Whether Ceballos. it's Willock or Shaka. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. What I, that would be amazing if we have it's a just Torreira, Willock, Ceballos midfield with Nico Pepe. Is that enough defensive cover? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Willock and Ceballos aren't they both like kind of trying to do the same thing? Both maybe. more forward thinking. So, so you think maybe Gwen Doozy starts? Like, the thing is, I like Willock more than Shaka, but I, I feel like when you've got Pepe Ceballos kind of coming into the team, like kind of still figuring out where Xhaka's the role the is. captain. I feel like he's going to have to play. Xhaka is probably a more experienced head in that kind of game. I feel like you can get away with playing him against Tottenham. Also, like I kind of like that he he kind of like he always like he always steps up in 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 
the home, home games. games. Yeah, the home against games. like big teams, especially against like Chelsea and Tottenham, like in United. United like, scored yeah, that goal last year. Exactly. Week. Like those are the teams that he's in the last couple of years he's he's usually done decently in the home games. So yeah, I think he'll start. I think Torreira looked really good when he came on and he should start. Um and then yeah, one of Willock Wenduzi. So how do you think that I don't know. That, that makes I Arsenal – or how, how does that make you feel about the midfield battle when it, will you uh, take into consideration that it looks like Ndombele is not going to be healthy for this one? We thought they were keeping him out of the uh, of the Newcastle yeah, game maybe, last week to save him for the North London derby and now it yeah, looks like, he's not, looks like he's not going to play. So you're um, looking at Harry Winks, Musa Sissoko, Ericsson maybe? Yeah. It's – I think you should like your odds in that. You know? No, I do. And I mean that's why – I have Arsenal winning this game 3-1 and I don't think it'll be um, as tense as the last one was where we went up. They you know, quickly they gave us a salvo back 2-1 and then you know, it wasn't really that close. We were able to turn around in the, like, the middle of the second half but it was still you – know, they still had a couple of chances that um, could have gotten them back into the game at some point in that. So, um, And their attacking threat is very, very potent right now. Um, you know, Son is it, no. He's going to be. It, back what are you talking about? It's not potent. They've not created much. It's been well, the preci- that's been precisely the problem for them this season. Obviously, on paper, well, I just mean, I just mean on paper players, and like the, what those players' potential is. Son, they can do. that was his first game back last week. Yeah, I think we can he's give him be somewhat of a pass. Right. Like you're saying that you expect him to improve over the week that's passed since then, which you know it's not completely unfair. I think you need to see something from Kane, where. Yeah, I mean, he always freaking he's, scores. He's against not us. been in. He's been trying to get involved in in the play a little bit more. That's probably one of the things that frustrates people about him. That while he's capable of dropping in and helping out and being this like hybrid center forward target man who can drop in, it kind of diminishes his best quality, which is obviously his goal scoring. So I, I want to see him and the Tottenham team in general kind of get a a, a better understanding of like what what the right balance is for. When Kane should drop off and vacate that space for Son or someone like Mora. I think they'll start winning penalties too. Like I could totally see them getting a penalty against us because like Papa or Louise fucks up like a Mora or Son run in the box and sticks their leg out and Kane will get a power penalty goal. I think it's fair to assume that Tottenham need three goals to win this at least. Yeah. And Most likely. I don't know if you're getting three goals from that. And the right problem now. is their back line isn't Stevenson Sanchez has looked a ghost of that what he was last year. Jan Vertonghen hasn't been playing. He's no, just, he's, apparently he's had a fight with Poch and Poch was like not happy with his fitness coming back and so he just dropped him and you can see Vertonghen's body language on the bench. He does not look happy that like he's been on the bench these games. And, and that's not insignificant because he, if you think about it, he is probably their longest serving player. Well, and also like Pochino came out Lourdes. and said in the like build up to this game when they were asking him questions like this is the most unsettled team he's had. This is the most unsettled his team has been. And I think he's partly to blame for that uh, because of like the way that he talks in the media, the way that he says, ah, you know, I, I love Real Madrid. I'd be happy to go there. And, you know, just calls out his board and says, you know, oh, I'm not getting the players I want. Oh, we're not getting the business done we want. And I mean, to be fair, that is what probably the only way that a manager can really like pressure a board uh, outside of like private meetings and stuff and all that. But if he really wants to put pressure on them, then they can he can do it public like that, but I just think that that's something that can cause tension in the squad and can it can cause like or, people to maybe question a little bit if he's fully committed, you know, or if he's or, thinking of leaving. 
uh, another which way. Which then the players can think, oh, Potch might leave in a year or two. I have to start looking to maybe leave in a year or two. Players like Erickson, like Alderweireld, who still they still haven't signed new contracts. Tottenham fans have been saying Erickson could be these sold. guys. These guys should be should have already signed new contracts. We're we're getting them in. You know there are they're signing new contracts. Where are they? You know this is what happened with with Arsenal with Ozil and Alexis, where you know they kept saying okay they're going to sign new contracts and it didn't happen and they ended up you know we ended up giving a massive deal to one of them and you know pretty much losing the other one for for free and. Yeah, it just it, it feels like this is another one of those situations for for Tottenham where they have a couple of their star key players who want to go out to, to other teams, get new opportunities, and actually win some trophies. It's just kind of messed with the chemistry and, of the rest of the team, right? And everyone's just like, "Wait, you're leaving? Oh, wait, I'm going to talk to my agent. Maybe my agent. Hey, it look at my help. possibilities." And then suddenly the mental like you're not there suddenly a hundred percent, fully focused, thinking this is where my future's at. I want to win this hundred percent because. We're going to win the Champions League. We're going to win the league. We're at Tottenham. Also, fuck the shit. Call me crazy if, if you think I'm wrong, but it seems to me that uh, Tottenham's performance has been pretty terrible in terms of the quality of the chances they've created uh, with Christian Eriksen not playing. Uh, like, the Man City away game, he started. But the, other, I, the other two league games at home against Villa and Newcastle. I think once Los Celso and, and Dumbele. He's, he's the obvious replacement. Right. Like Lamella maybe stepping up. And, yeah, Lamella. But... They also, for, the, for the vast majority they also got of those an games, away draw Erickson, at City. That that also makes me be like, yeah, but that was a different kind of game. My, right. What I'm trying to say is that it doesn't help that they've looked terrible in terms of creating chances when Erickson's been off the field, and that's a player you're supposedly shopping. Like the, the rest of the team is probably like, why aren't we keeping him and like or like being more aggressive with the negotiations to get him to resign uh, and I think giving him whatever the Le- release clause is. Le- Levy wants. knows that like. Well, the main thing that he hasn't re-signed for, they know that he wants to leave, but they've been arguing over the release clause to set in the contract that would be like favorable, favorable enough in Ericsson's eyes that a club like Real or Barca or Bayern Munich would come in and be willing to pay it, but that Tottenham would still be happy with that. So Tottenham, I think the number I th- th- or heard throughout there was like $80 million or something. Christian Ericsson's 26 or 27 now. I don't think you're getting 80 million for him anymore, especially with one year left on his deal. And the new deal he would sign is going to be about like two or three years. It's going to be short on purpose. So that that whole thing, I mean, we, I know we got into that based off of uh, Vertonghen. I'm not as familiar with what's going on with uh, Vertonghen, but he's one of their best players and one of their leaders. And th- those two together being uh, like unsettled in the squad has for sure had longer reaching like effects on everyone else, despite like a pretty good transfer window. Where Who's there, some uh, good who do you think they're going to start at left back? Rose? Uh, Danny Rose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maybe Davis. he's going to have a lot of trouble with uh, with Nico Pepe. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think you should be worried about him injuring Nico Pepe. And just like breaking his leg. He does that all the time. Yeah, fuck Danny Rose. I hate him. <laughs> him and Eric Dyer and Deli well, like, Ali. I just have a huge he's gonna problem take with how physical soul. they are. He took Robertson and Van Dykes. I mean, I'm a fan of that. I, I wouldn't. I, I would like to see that. He's, he's taken. Uh, he take Van Dykes' soul. Get out of here. He went past him one time. And then Van yeah, Dyke he didn't shot take Van Dykes' soul. He took, took Robertson's game. soul. Sure, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But and, and uh, Ben Me the week and ben before. Ben Me's soul. Yes. Uh, so we're thinking here that Tottenham are going to need a similar performance and luck that they got in the Manchester. I'm City. calling Oba. Laka, Pepe goals, 3-1. Ah, the Liverpool special, where your whole front three yes, scores. Yes, and everyone's like, ah, maybe Arsenal's good in fantasy. And then also Kane gets his penalty goal. 
because I'm sure San or Mora is going to give us trouble at some point, and someone's going to have to put in a dumb tackle. So, so you're going to go 3-1. 3-1. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's run through our uh, bets of the week real quick. I'm going to... I'm going to settle on Watford, plus 190, uh, to win at Newcastle. Newcastle are obviously coming off that huge 1-0 away win at Tottenham last week. Um, as I mentioned on the recap pod, I'm not sold on Steve Bruce at all. And uh, Watford have to get it together at some point. Uh, I'm not 100% confident that it's going to be this week, but there's no better game than Newcastle to uh, just sort of show your class. Uh, yeah. Even if it is Newcastle away. So that's plus 190. Uh, and my pick is um, Aston Villa to win uh, at plus two fifty at Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, which, amazing or famously terrible uh, at home. home. Form. Yeah, terrible and especially home, against like newly promoted sides, I just think that they might have some trouble, uh, and that the Aston Villa will think, "Hey, this is an away one of the few away games this year where we'll think, hey, we can probably win this.'" You know? Yeah. Like Palace did have a really big performance against Manchester United, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it was a little bit lucky and also a little bit United caused it. You know, like United should have won that game and, and then also, didn't. They're not going to be sitting back and yeah, exactly. defending a low block against Aston Villa at, at home. home. They're exactly. going to be trying to come out and dominate. And the they game. haven't done well when they've done that. So, yeah, yeah I think that they, I think that Palace are going to be a little bit of giant killers and Villa could have a little bit of joy there. So I like plus 250 there. And I I, I don't know. I think in terms of bet bets, you always – if you're if you're gonna bet a large amount of money, then obviously bet, you know stuff like Andrews bets, um, you know Everton Wolves over two point five at plus one twenty eight. But if you want to bet like you know five or ten bucks and then maybe win you know twenty thirty forty fifty bucks from that small bet, dark horse bets. Yeah, dark horse bets. Um, then that's where you know bets like Alex and I's come into play. They they both have uses. Um, I just like. Having a little bit more risky bets than you know the over unders, but those are you know those are also just very very easy to to land and make a little bit of money. So to recap one more time, uh, Andrew's bets. I know you mentioned them, but he has uh, West Ham and Norwich the over at a uh, three point five goals for plus one twenty four, and he has the Everton Wolves game uh, over two point five goals at plus one twenty eight. So let's finish up, Javier. Just. Give us your NBC Sports predictor picks of the week. So in case you missed last week's pod, uh, NBC Sports has an app called the NBC Sports Predictor app. They throw up five games that they've selected uh, for each weekend in the Premier League. And if you land all five score predictions, you I think do you win a chance to get $50,000 no, or do you win $50,000? Uh, I think you, you win $50,000 unless someone else predicts it with you, in which case you split the money with them. Which has, I think, only one person's gotten it right so far. So it's not like over last season. So yeah, so it's not like a very so let easy alone thing two to people do. doing it in the same right. week. Only one person has won it ever. So yeah, you're you're, you're uh, playing for a chance to win fifty grand if you just get. But it's a little free. Lucky. You know, it's uh, just put in some score predictions. But yeah, run through your picks for us to finish. Uh, yeah, my predictions are Man City four one over Brighton, West Ham three or uh, two over Norwich. Burnley 1, Liverpool 2, uh, Everton 1, Wolves 1, and Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1. I've got something kind of similar to those for uh, for my picks, but uh, I think I might throw uh, my selections up on the Instagram uh, this week also. Yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe Andrew and Alex want to put them up three. too. Yeah, because the, the official one for the pod will be yours. We'll, sure, we'll sure. That I'm way. not. I'm not. You I know, want. I want a piece of this too. Yeah, I want. No, no, yeah. Grand. I want you guys to get in on it too. Yeah, it doesn't have to just be me. 
Yeah, so that wraps it up for us here at the Ghost Call Podcast. Uh, thanks again, Javier, for uh, having me here, uh, doing the face-to-face pod and doing the, the preview. You can follow us on social media, at Ghost Call Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and then for myself, at ASMoss92, at JavierRev9 on Instagram for you, and uh, Andrew on Twitter and Instagram is at Andrew Passaro. So download that MD- NBC Sports Predictor app, get your picks in, send them to us, refute our picks, whatever you want to do. And until next time, sorry y'all. How am I supposed to kill this bunny? How am I supposed to kill this bunny? Yeah, you're not hurting it. You're just kind of gently batting the bunny around. You know what I mean? And the bunny's scared, Mike. How for gonna off ya? Guess we talking overdose. And fuck these kids for sleeping on me. They in comatose. I'm the illest in the club and the illest in the game. I be talking triple H. You a fucking no name. Like I'm gay, alone's on dance, but not really. I kill this shit, the whole club ain't come right around like boomerang. They know I do this, who I be? Hoffa and I rep DC, I'm popping like I be them bottles. Catch me posing with them models. Rapping this, like I'm gay, alone's on dance, but not really. I kill this shit, the whole club ain't come right around like boomerang. They know I do this, who I be? Hoffa and I rep DC, I'm popping like I be them bottles. Catch me posing with them models.